Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, habeas spiritus. Rachel brings the case against her boyfriend, Anton. Rachel believes that psychics with real spiritual gifts do exist and wants Anton to visit one with her. Anton is what he calls an unshakable realist and says all psychics are faking it. They're just in it for the cash. Should Anton give psychics a chance? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. It's our first evening aboard, and there she is. She's sitting on the throne of the stage, unexpectedly giving a rambling, grumpy lecture. I don't like tofu, she growls. I'd sooner eat a sponge. And then, try to get a workman. I've always wanted to put a little solarium on the back of my house. You know, glass. They put it on backward. People don't care anymore. The audience listens politely. For all the time Sylvia gets things psychically wrong, which she does a lot, I sometimes think if she tells you your kid is dead, you should probably presume the child's alive and vice versa. She still has an enormous following. End of quote. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. And whatever ghost is out there gasping at my quote, I order thee stop. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he already knows how it's going to come out? Sure. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Rachel and Anton, you may be seated. Rachel, since you bring this case to my court, for an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can you name the source of the quote that I quoted as I entered the courtroom? I feel like I can name the topic, um, but I don't know who quoted it. I think it's about um, famed psychic Sylvia Brown, who often appears on Montel. But I do not. But I do not know. I mean, it must have been whoever one of her enemies is. I don't know whoever one of her enemies is. (laughs) Maybe it it was that ghost that's her enemy. (laughs) Was it you? (laughs) It, It was not. It was not me. And you know. are, and you are, you are not wrong, but nor are you right. You did yeah. not, you could not name the source of the quote. It is about Sylvia Brown. What about you, Anton? For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can you name the piece of culture that I quoted as I entered the courtroom? Is it uh, the latest rambling YouTube diatribe by uh, the amazing Randy? No, it is it is not. And as a fan of The Amazing Randy, I take exception to your description of him as rambling. Unless you mean like like rambling like a like a rambling like a hobo on a on a freight train. I I don't mean that as a negative, but they they are long. Right. Now hold on. <laughs> he doesn't mean it as a negative. That's correct. I'm really interested in how exactly he means it. You mean like rambling in a charming way like an old country road? Uh, yeah, like a, like an elderly man with a, a neatly trimmed beard. Which is what, obviously, Amazing Randy is, for those of you who don't know. James Randy, a.k.a. The Amazing Randy, uh, was a stage magician who many years ago turned to uh, the, the art and science of debunking psychics and professional telekinetic spoonbenders, like Yuri Geller, for example, and uh, is the leader of what could be 
called and is often called the skeptic movement in this nation and indeed throughout the world and the host of his annual The Amazing Meeting, where skeptics get together and uh, deny uh, deny existence of non-provable events such as uh, mind reading and God. And I am not suggesting that I am sided with either one of these groups, the psychics or the anti-psychics. I am rather here to judge, without prejudice, the case between Rachel and Anton over her fondness for visiting a particular psychic and Anton's disgust at this habit. But before I go further, may I reveal to you that you are both wrong? Your Honor, Your Honor, I know what it is. Oh, what? This voice from beyond. I wave my hands from the pulpit. (laughs) What is this called? Not the pulpit. (laughs) This place. You're in the gallery. You haven't even been called up yet. I know. Strange spirit from beyond, manifest yourself to us now in this courtroom, so that you may be named, and thus we bind you. Your Honor, it's no strange spirit. It's Carrie, co-host of Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the beloved MaximumFun.org podcast. Clap, 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 clap. Whoa. Hold, hold for personal applause. <laughs> Carrie. This won't be you, worth it if I'm wrong. You, wait, wait. Let me just make, make sure that everyone knows if you, don't, if you don't listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, and you should, you and your co-host, Ross, uh, investigate with an open mind. Uh, various fringe science and and fringe spiritual movements and groups and so forth, right? Do That's I mis- right. Do I misspeak? No, you you. You're mis- not a ghost you or an unmistakable child. Ah, well then. So you would like to take a guess? As yes. To, you know, you can't win anything, but you might as well say it instead of me because it it gives me a chance to take a little break and 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 my body is weary. <laughs> I'm 82 percent confident about this that right. it is my dear friend John Ronson. Sometime Ono from, Ross and Carey contributor. Yes, true. From The Guardian. Yes, that is. Yes! The, the, that is John Ronson, sometimes expert witness on uh, the Judge John Hodgman podcast, writer, documentarian, and, uh, and very well spoken man. Uh, from, uh, yeah, his, he wrote an article uh, for The Guardian, a series of articles, but this one was called Is She for Real? And it was collected in his, uh, in his book, uh, Lost at Sea which I highly recommend, just as I highly recommend his next book, which has just come out or is about to come out or something, called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, John Ronson. I do, by the way, carry an amazing John Ronson impersonation, but I... Oh, let's hear it. I'm not going to save it for... I'm going to save it for the end of the show after okay, okay. after the Max Fun Drive uh, uh, pledge requests. I will be the judge of your impression. That's called a tease. So, Rachel, <laughs> we have Carrie here to help sort through... Uh, your case specifically, you go and visit a, a, a psychic from time to time. Is that correct? That is that is correct. And what is the name of the psychic? Uh, I don't really know her last name, but no, she just no goes one ever by. does. Okay, good. Yeah, she's very mysterious. Yeah. Her name is Beretta. The amazing <laughs> Judith Brinkman. <laughs> well, Sylvia Brown, who is the controversial psychic of the. That was the subject of John Ronson's uh, essay, where he goes on the Sylvia Brown cruise on the Holland America ship MS Westerdam, a ship I've been on, but not with them. Uh, that she is obviously has both names, but Veretta is not a world famous author. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, who is she? I, I is she well, some storefront storefront seer in your neighborhood of uh, where do you live? Washington D.C. Is that correct? Well, I used to go to her in Phoenix, Arizona all the time. And actually, she was on the local news a couple of times for accurately predicting the Super Bowl scores. 
multiple years in a row. You mean she got them spot on the actual scores, yeah, or did spot she? On. Did she? Spot on. Did she? Uh, did she? Fall, did she make the spread? That's sports. Right? No, she didn't do a range. She gave the actual the actual numbers. The actual numbers. Mm-hmm. I looked for that footage but couldn't find it. Well, it's interesting. Maybe yeah, one of her maybe one of her enemies made it disappear. <laughs> because all psychics have enemies and this psychic's enemy is named Anton who also comes yeah. to this court. You bring him to court. He is your lover, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Love. My spiritual lover. Yes. Since we are since we are uh, uh, dabbling in the new age on the on the courtroom for maybe the first Let's time. Let's go there. I'm Let's going go to, there. I'm going to. I'm going to use the language of the new age. Is he your? Is you? Is he your earthly lover? He's my earthly lover. My lover of this terrestrial plane. And yes. Anton, how long have you guys been together? Uh, it's been about four years. Four years. And what are your ages? I'm 27. And how old are you, Rachel? I'm 24. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Is that a big difference? No, not actually. I I I wasn't going to say that. I'm 26. Okay. Yeah, he's 26. Good. We'll just put it in the record that you lie all the time. Sure. (laughs) To sound older. Any other changes you want to make? Anton is obviously not your name. Anton was lying. We're dating. We've been dating for five years, not four. These are weird lies. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've been just sitting here trying to think of what reason someone would have to claim they were 27 when they were 26. <laughs> All I've come up with is that he's trying to get armchair baseball analysts to think he's about to have his career year. But, but in the sta- yeah. in the stagecraft of, let's just say, for the sake of argument, um, bogus psychics, not to disprove the idea, not to discredit the possibility that there are real psychics for the moment, but in the stagecraft of bogus psychics, these are the kinds of uh, 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 half truths and close enoughs that kind of destabilize what truth is and allow you to believe a, a prediction, right? <gasps> Anton's doing performance art. Maybe he is. Maybe he uh, is, or maybe he doesn't know his own name or or his <laughs> own age. Anton, is that really your name? Are you named after Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan? I, I am not. I'm named Are you named after, after Robert uh, Anton Wilson, the author of the Illuminatus trilogy? Nope. Well, who are you named after? I am named after uh, my uh, great-grandfather. Well, was he a Satanist or a conspiracy theorist? He was a Swede. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) You see, my own cold reading kind of went pretty badly there. I sense your (laughs) grandfather was a Satanist? Swede. Eh, Yeah, that's sort of... I was thinking of an S. Yeah, the Vikings and all I was thinking of an S. I was thinking of an S. Sure, sure. So, Rachel, you you continue to consult with Veretta even though... Now, you guys no longer... You guys started dating at an early age and have spent some formative years of your adulthood together, but you are not together at the moment. Is that correct, Rachel? That is correct. Where are I, you in the world? I am currently sitting um, at a, an accredited university completing my graduate degree in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. And what is your degree in? Public administration. So okay. we can't use my last name on this podcast if I ever run for office. No, no, we'll, we'll keep it. In. <laughs> we'll just pretend that you're a psychic. Madam, Sounds great. Madam Sounds Rachel. Great. <laughs> and Anton, you have been left behind in what part of the world? I'm in Portland, Oregon, Your Honor. Portland, Oregon. And yes, what, do you, sir. what do you do there? Uh, I am a risk manager. I see. Is that a job? It is. <laughs> <laughs> is that 
Do you have a job or are you a self-employed risk manager? I work for a, uh, a national company overseeing all of their uh, insurance programs, okay. including workers' compensation, general liability, property liability, auto. When you, you say that it. you work for a yeah. national company overseeing their insurance programs, is this national company a group of well-dressed Italian men? <laughs> it is not. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you in a fight club? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? We can talk about it now. They said we don't make soap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you you work in the insurance business. Uh, I do not work for a, uh, an insurance company, but I, I deal with insurance. Yeah, you deal. Oh, you work for a company managing risk and trying to mitigate possibility of insurance claims. That is exactly correct. I knew I would get it eventually if I just focused on picturing you in my spirit mind. You're hot. Right now, you did I, am a good job. I am. I'm totally, totally hot. So, listen, um, Rachel, let me understand. You still consult with Veretta, even though she lives in Phoenix. How do you consult with her? No, no, I haven't seen Veretta in quite some time. Although I know that she's still employed at her. Um, I don't want to hear any more place. commercials for Veretta and her Super Bowl predictions. I'm Are you not, seeing I'm- psychics regularly in DC? No, but I am watching a lot of psychic shows. All right. And what is it that you want Anton? What do you want out of Anton by bringing him to this court? That he will go see a psychic with you? That he will accept that you are right and he is wrong? What's going on? What is your demand? What damages do you wish? What do you really Um, want? What I really want is for Anton to come to a psychic with me and then not give me crap about it while we're there or roll his eyes. I sensed there was more. All right. That's really because it's the eye rolling, you know, Anton, I think it's I think that it's clear that you don't believe in psychics. Is that true? That is correct. I I not only do not believe in psychics, I think that they are a negative impact on society. They give out a lot of negative energy. I think that they take advantage affecting your lymph flow and your chi. No, I I believe that they're taking advantage of people and uh, that they end up uh, causing a lot of people more harm than, than good. Um, I would like for you to bar Rachel from suggesting that I ever visit a psychic and order her to accept the fact that we will never reconcile our differences of opinion on this topic. But you are okay with her continuing to consult with psychics in the future? I, I feel like that's out of, out of my control, what she does with her personal time, but I, I am against uh, supporting them financially in any way and, and normalizing their, their practice by being a willing participant in this scam. And you intend to stay together as spiritual and earthly lovers? Yes, Your Honor. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020, 2024. 2020, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020... 
I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get back and let Carrie ask these people some questions about psychic phenomenon. Phenomena. Do, 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 phenomena. Carrie. <laughs> yes, hello, Josh. I sense that you may have a question or two that you might want to pose to the litigants. Is that, am I correct? Yeah, surely. Um, may I? That's please. my That's my fancy way of saying may. May I? May I? All right. Yeah. Okay, please. It's you. The court is yours. Oh, well, thank you. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, Anton, so... So I understand that you don't believe in psychics. I understand that you don't want to give them money. What stops you from just going with her, not giving the psychics any money, but just sitting there and watching and having that experience with her? I feel like being a willing participant and even uh, as much as parking in front of their storefront uh, lends some degree of, of credibility to their uh, their enterprise. And uh, even that, I would say that I'm strongly against so you're suggesting that people drive around looking for legitimate businesses and they notice businesses with no one parked in front of them and they say, oh, no, not trustworthy. Probably Absolutely. just trying to take our money. 
Even if you're going, even if you're just going to buy some beef jerky at the convenience store next door, you won't park in front of a psychic storefront because you're afraid that your Subaru is going to lend it credence. It's a very credible car. I would, I would look for, uh, I would what look kind for of, a what kind of car do you, what kind of car was, do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? Uh, a Nissan Altima. Ah, I was so close. I was thinking Nissan. I was thinking Nissan. I saw, I saw a Japanese car. Might I suggest, Anton, do you think it's possible that you give too much weight of importance to your physical presence in a room? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We've gotten to the heart of the matter. Um, uh, yes. I'm sorry, Your Honor. No, I was just, that was a judicial wow. <laughs> I've never uh, seen someone get a confession of egotism that quickly in my court. Maybe I, maybe I beat around the bush too much because that's usually what the problem is. Uh, now, Rachel, um, you, I, I, I heard from uh, one of the, the members of the staff here in the courtroom that you do think that some psychics are fake, just not all. Is that right? Yes, that's definitely true. I think, um, what is it, John, what is his name? His Hodgman? His, no, no. John with an R. John, John, John Edward? John. No, wait. Oh, John Edward John is a psychic. Is a fake psychic? I don't think John Ronson is psychic. I don't John think he's Carey. a fake psychic either. <laughs> I think you're talking about John Edward. John, no, no. No, I was going to say that I thought his critique of Sylvia Brown was actually pretty spot on because she mm. definitely has been proven wrong on multiple occasions. And I think she definitely does make a lot of money off of what she does. Whoa, 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 hang on. Yeah. You submitted paperwork to this here court where you had to list your support for your case. And you listed Sylvia Brown as a person who supports your case. Oh, that really? Real I did? Season. When did I do that? Hang on one second. I'm looking. I'm looking up. at the brief now. These are. Uh, Can I take it back? I take it back. I you can't. You can't take back things in court, ma'am. There are no backsies in court. <laughs> no backsies. This court does not tolerate backsies. Sylvia Brown's attorneys are circling it. right now. This I know. Is a, in the brief, are. in the brief, I'm given points of contention by the plaintiff. That being you, Rachel. One, a plethora of research and resources exist pertaining connecting, pertaining to the afterlife, including Vision Quest. Uh, metaphysical well, bookstore okay. in Phoenix, Arizona. Example of a book you'd likely find in metaphysical bookstore in Phoenix, Arizona. World famous psychic Sylvia Brown rec- recounts the afterlife. That's this is evidence that you gave to me. This is a reading list you gave to me. Some psychics right. have a proven well, track record of success in psychic proficiency. Rachel's favorite psychic, Veretta, <laughs> on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You really expect me? <laughs> you really expect this court to consider a LinkedIn link? Well, I thought it looked really official, Your Honor. And then the confirmation bias theory explains why the validity of psychics should not be baselessly discredited. Now, I understand what confirmation bias is from hearing it before and also from looking at the Wikipedia page link that you said. And I'm going to quote here. Confirmation bias, also called my side bias, is the tendency to search for, interpret, or recall information in a way that confirms one's beliefs and specifically pre-held beliefs and, quote, so how is Anton's skepticism about psychics discredited by confirmation bias? I guess I just feel like Anton's argument is that all, is that all, hang on one second, I'm getting a call? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it's your mother. 
No, is it your, I'm right. seeing an R. Is there like, someone in your life with an R? Or a T? No. S. No. R-S-T-L-N-E. <laughs> oh, you guys. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So what I was trying to say is that I feel like Anton's argument is that all psychics, every single one of them, are manipulative and they're fakes. And, and my argument is that not necessarily all psychics are, are fakes. And I guess for like what my point is that like either. But confirmation bias would go either way, because let's say Anton went with you to a psychic and let's say it were Veretta and she predicted or, or she or she gave two predictions, one of which turned out to be right and one of which turned out to be false. The correct one would be confirmation bias evidence for you that she actually has power uh, to see the future and the and the incorrect one would be confirmation bias evidence for Anton to suggest yeah. that she doesn't. So my question to you is very simple. You believe that some psychics are phony. You obviously believe that some psychics are real. Do you believe that the mind has powers, the potential yes. to read yes. situations, minds? Tell me about your belief. I believe that there are a lot of things that we don't understand in this world and that our, our um, knowledge is kind of constantly expanding about what we know about the physical world and it's uh, impossible for us to make any um, generalized claims about how things certainly do or do not work. A very Fortian point of view. Carrie, you must know the history of Charles Fort. Uh, Yes, yes, and Fortean times. Fortean times. How do you say that? I say Fortean, you say Fortean. Uh, Don't worry about calling it off, though. I think that I think I think the whole business is going down. I hope the Fortean slash Fortean Times, which is a magazine, a print magazine and website based in England, does not go down because it's a it's a really wonderful resource um, for paranormal type stories. And Charles Fort was a investigator and theorizer and sort of popularizer of a lot of the kind of Atlantis mythos and other you know uh, early twentieth century paranormal type stuff. Uh, and his his philosophy was essentially like, you can't disprove it, so keep an open mind, which is what this court tries to do every time. Your now, Honor? Your Honor? Yes, please. M- may I, for a moment? Um, <laughs> you may. Thank may. you. Uh, so, so, Rachel, uh, I, I'm with you that we can't possibly say that, that psychics don't exist. But couldn't you make that claim about anything? I mean, couldn't we say, well, you can't positively say that leprechauns don't exist, so now we all have to go in search of leprechauns? Well, you know, Carrie, I wasn't going to go there, but if you're going to ask me, then absolutely. I think the I think that there. You think that leprechauns are real? Oh, I really hope that's where that's going. Search of anything to be real, you guys. <laughs> anything. That's. I guess that's. You know, that's kind of the heart of the argument. Whenever Anton and I really get into it, when we're like, you know, on a hike and then start fighting about this. Like one time we went on a hike and we fought about like whether or not Atlantis was real for like three hours. Let me guess who took and- which position. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I guess that's kind of the that's the that's the crux of the argument. Okay. I would well, I'd suggest to you that there may be a second crux, which is would you park in front of a leprechaun's business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you could just get this psychic to meet you at like a subway sandwich and then you can park in front of that and not feel as bad about it. All right. First but of yeah, all, maybe. Hey. Uh, Rachel, l- let's get down to specifics. Do you believe Atlantis exists? I think it existed. 
you think that okay, you think that that Plato was describing an actual city called yeah. called Atlantis that that nine thousand years before the no. birth of Christ defeat uh, was defeated by the Athenians in a sea battle and then sunk beneath the waves. Yeah, I think I would um, I would change my argument to say that it. My response is say that it could have existed. Even though, ma'am, can people- I remind you that there are no backsies in this court? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but, I take it back. <laughs> take my backsies back. If you, I, I am going to take the opportunity, court uh, judge's privilege to to directly buzz market a book uh, by my old friend and mentor and a really funny and great writer of the John Ronsonian mold named Mark Adams, who just brought out a book called Meet Me in Atlantis, which. Uh, traces back all of the different theories of uh, traces back the original Atlantis story as it was told by uh, by uh, uh, Plato in the Critias, and then uh, visits all of the the the, the pe- obsessive and interested and curious people who are trying to find the resting place of an actual Atlantis, uh, derided all the way by skeptics and academics such as uh, Anton, a risk manager. It's a little maybe these ideas are a little too risky for you, Anton. But let me get down to the brass tacks. Uh, aside from your forty and wishy-washy, anything can be, even a leprechaun. Viretta is a psychic that you have consulted. Do you believe that she has special psychic powers? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Tell me. Tell me why you believe. Specifically, has she helped you in your life in a way that will make us all go, oh. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that she gave me any particular insight that I wouldn't have had my own, but she definitely steered me in the right direction in a couple of ways. Um, one time, actually, I will say, um, so I went to college up in Portland, Oregon, which is where Anton is. Mm -hmm. And, um, before I left, I went to go see her, like after I graduated high school and she told me, I hadn't told her anywhere that I was going. I I told her I was just going to college. She had no idea where. And she told me, um, she, she reached across the table. She grabbed my wrist and she said, all your friends are going to want to go to Seattle, but don't go. It'll be dangerous for you. Okay. Okay. And then? Triple. Um, Can you start uh, over? Uh, Sorry, we lost you there for a that second. That was a wonderfully dramatic moment to lose her. If she had died <laughs> right then, it would have been really good radio. No! <laughs> She didn't die in the middle of the store. First you, of all, there's no say, such thing as podcast ratings. No, I said radio. Can you start oh, that? Okay. Can you start that reply over after Carrie? Carrie asked you, and then, and then, she puked. What was she it? Puked? Was it St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> yeah, that was that was four years ago today. What the hell? Are you serious? She puked. This right, story gonna, just hey, this know, plot it's, it's just thickened so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna put <laughs> all. This, you guys gonna let me tell my real this story ghost or not? Vomit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Kid. I agree. I agree with Rachel in this case. Everything here is weird. There are a lot of there are a lot of things we all want to comment on, but I want to give Rachel a chance to to in all earnestness tell her story. So I let's all step back a little bit. All right, go ahead, Rachel. Okay, so then when my first when my friends all went to Seattle a couple of months into going to school, um, I respectfully declined and said I had a ton of homework to do. And then they went up there and got into a car accident. And I would have been in that car. And I don't really know if it was that bad, but it was something bad. <sighs> That's a good story, Rachel. Are your friends Thank okay? You. They're all fine. They're all fine. 
What do you think was behind the puking? Oh, she didn't actually puke. Oh. All right, what? never mind. I think, I think I've heard <laughs> everything I need to make my decision. <laughs> Carrie. I thought you guys were going for good radio. Carrie, if you... <laughs> If you, no. if, you, if you have any follow-up questions, I'll be in my chambers drafting a strongly worded letter. <laughs> to me. I actually do, if I may. Please. Uh, so I actually used to work for James Randi, who you mentioned before. Um, I worked for the James Randi Educational Foundation. And one of the things we did is we tested people who claimed to have psychic abilities and we put them in scientific conditions. And if they could show that they really were psychics, they could get a million dollars. And that prize has been offered for over 20 years and no one's been able to pass even the first round of the demonstration. So I just, I, I think if the best examples of your field can't prove that they do what they claim to do, then shouldn't we be pretty skeptical of the storefront psychic, of the average person who says she can talk to the dead? Where does their credibility come from? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Like, what do you make of psychics who work for police departments to help solve crimes and then lead the police in, yeah. in directions that never would have been explored before. So there's actually been like some meta-analyses on this. Um, you always hear about the hits and you don't hear about the misses. So you hear about when the psychic says, oh, you know, I think the body is down near some water and they go down by the river and there she is. But you don't hear about the thousands of calls they get every year from psychics who say she was over in that cabin. They go to the cabin. Nope, not there. But why would that make the news? So uh, the meta-analyses have shown that, by and large, it's no help at all, and it's no better than just random guessing. But for the times that it does come through, like, aren't we glad that we have at least someone who's thinking, maybe what it is is, like, thinking outside the box, you know, where you just have someone who's not, who doesn't have their head in the case or something. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, it's also possible that the the psychic calls in on the very first day the person's missing and says she's down by the lake. Well, the police would have looked down by the lake anyway, but when they do, they're like, oh, hey, look, Judy was right. right. Well, neither yeah. neither of us, I hope, or none of us, I should say, I hope is going to be in a position soon to solve a murder. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 uh, uh, but rather, Rachel uh, is deciding how to conduct her life and how Anton is going to fit into her life as she continues... Mm -hmm. To believe in psychic phenomena. Now, Rachel, obviously, I can't believe any word that comes out of your mouth at this point because you've been so <laughs> dissembling with your with your jokes. Is the I did story, not make that. Did she puke or did she not puke? Well, she didn't puke. I thought you guys were trying to ask me to make good radio by making up a story. You, aside from the puke, which we will get back to, as we always do, um, that story was true. Very compelling. Yes, yes? very compelling. For you personally, I would imagine. Yes. What year were you going to college? 2008. 2000, year. 2008. Um, and, uh, and would you say that that hit, let's call that correct or sort of gasp-worthy, um, semi-correct prediction a hit or forewarning a hit? Uh, would sure. you say that she has more, in your experience, more hits than misses? Yes. Yes. Do you, feel, do you feel confident that you remember the misses as well as you remember the hits? 
I mean, I wouldn't say that I consult her often enough so that she would have a whole lot of either, you know what I mean? But sometimes, sometimes it's more like she just kind of poses ideas for me to think about. And then they like, you know, then I'm sure some of it is like self-fulfilling. Is it possible that you stepped away from the table at a moment there and she went through your handbag and found a picture of your Auntie M saying, I'm going to Seattle soon? <laughs> no, no, I don't man. think so. But you feel that she has been, gen- aside from, aside, did you decide not to go to Seattle because the psychic told you not to go? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely did. You believe that she has been generally helpful to you in other ways? Sure. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, okay, so... I feel like she's been a fun person to go see, but I wouldn't like, I would, I typically wouldn't put more stake in what she has to say than like my mom giving me advice. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. While, like, you're, while your mom is floating above the, the, the kitchen floor in a trance. Does that, does that <laughs> I mean, then, then I might listen to her, but no, I, I would say it's more of a general, what I disagree with, with Anton is more of a general, disdain for all psychics and not necessarily this one particular one. Anton, do you feel that Rachel's relationship with Veretta and a future relationship that she might have with a psychic, who can say, but that Rachel's relationship with Veretta is, has been um, bad for her? I don't think that Rachel is irrational and she's, she's very smart. I, I just, I don't believe that Rachel actually believes in psychics. I think that she uses that as a way to, um, you know, not give up on uh, imagination or creativity or wonder or fun. She's she's the farthest from a cynical person that you could ever meet. And I, I really admire that about her. But I think that she uses this, um, you know, insistence on... Uh, "Quote unquote," believing in psychics as as kind of a, a way to do that. Well, whether it's psychics um, or not, a lot of people in the world believe in things that are not provable. Every major world religion, for example. Sure. Do you th- feel that Rachel has an obligation to acknowledge that this is bull feces, and that there is no psychic abilities, and that there is no God, and there is no afterlife in order to be your earthly lover. That's not what I'm seeking. I I want her to, to stop trying to coerce me into, into visiting a psychic and how does the coercion, how does the coercion take, uh, take, uh, shape? Well, your honor, when I refuse and when I make my objections to her suggestions that we, you know, just go for fun or entertainment, um, she will, you know, accuse me of, of being, um, cynical or, um, you know, lacking imagination, not being, you know, willing to be fun or, or, you know, interested in, in something that is unexplainable. Um, and why, when did you, you guys started going out when you were young, Rachel was 19, right? You were, no, no, I was, you, 20 because I'm 24 now and you said so, you started dating five next, years ago maybe we've only been together for like three your years. honor I was I was telling the truth when I said close to four years the dis- the difference between 19 and 20 is only meaningful when you are 19 or 20 <laughs> after that it, it means nothing when did you I guess what I'm trying to say is when did you learn 
that your that your girlfriend believed in fairies. Um, I, I would say that it was relatively early on. She she did share the story about uh, Veretta. And this is a pretty and and this is a pretty big rift, right? Do you feel that your relationship is tenable with this ongoing, even if you agree to disagree? You ultimately, right, believe that there is no such thing as psychics. Do you believe in God, sir? Up for debate. All right. There you're, you're ambiguous. Okay, fine. Uh, you you are you are willing to be. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Agnostic about uh, big deal accepted social institutions like religion and God, but willing to say willing to be atheistic, as it were, or apsychic when it comes to uh, other other unproven spiritual powers. Correct. That's, that's a, correct. That's I, a reasonable position to take. I mean, I you know, it's it, I would say that it's inconsistent, but it's reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, would you like me to flesh that out a little bit? Not really, but go ahead. <laughs> what what I would say is that I I believe that there's room for um, you know mystery in in our our physical universe. I I think that there are definitely things that are unexplained and potentially unexplainable. But I feel like with the the psychic approach by you know kind of labeling that and and claiming that we have the answers there it's it's really cheapening that you know potential mystery or unknown it's a little it's a little bit low rent in terms yes, of sir. universal mysteries as far as you're concerned that that is my position your honor yeah, that's fair at least you're honest could you maybe rank the rent level of psychics leprechauns and atlantis absolutely um I feel that uh, psychics and leprechauns are uh, you know, a, a studio apartment with a shared bathroom down the hall. And uh, Atlantis uh, is a, a motel with a weekly rate. Are you kidding me? It would be one bedroom easily. <laughs> one bedroom made up of concentric circles. Rachel. Even though I can't believe a word that comes out of your mouth, I'm going to ask you straight up. Anton says, you don't really believe in psychics. Do you really believe in Veretta and, and psychics that you think are true? I believe that people can know things without really understanding how they know them. So yeah. You, that, I believe that some yes. people have. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I believe in some psychics. Okay. Including. And Ver- I don't pretend to know. And I don't pretend to know which ones are. Real and which ones aren't? No, you can't. You couldn't possibly distinguish between them. Of course, no. They're all. They're. They're all. They're all not worth parking in front of in some people's eyes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that I have heard enough to make my decision, but I would love Carrie, mm. since you have done a lot of research into the, into the world of of psychics and self proclaimed psychics, um, and you know a lot about what's called cold reading. I do. Could, do you think you could prov- you could provide a psychic reading to Rachel? I think so. She's Let's, willing to play along and tell me if I'm getting anywhere. Sure. Be as open minded with you as as she's asking us to be with her. Yes, exactly. What do you say, okay, Rachel? Let's, let's let's do it. I'm going to go into my chambers, and and we'll see. I'm going to isolate myself in my chambers, and we'll see if I can pick up any of the psychic emanations of this reading. And work them into my verdict. Here okay. I go. 
Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. All right, let's get to that psychic reading. And uh, if the bailiff will maybe um, stand near me in the box here so you can confirm I'm not looking up anything or doing yeah. anything tricky. I don't have an earpiece in my, in my ear or anything. Carrie's wearing a light summer dress. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't have any reference materials or earpieces. Okay. Yeah, she's clean. Okay, so Rachel, tell me your birthday. Um, August 9th, 1990. August 9th, 1990. Okay. Okay, I think I have someone actually coming through for you. Um, did you have a male, yeah, a male family member who passed in the last couple of years? How old does he look to you? Um, older. I'm going to say like a grandfather, uh, an uncle, a generation okay. or two above you. Yes. Okay. And was it a grandfather? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay grandfather he is here and of course he's not here i'm lying to you so don't get attached to this. um he's here he's here and um he wants you to know that he misses you and he misses uh muna M- mana munga does that mean something to you hmm. no that doesn't mean anything to me okay um and he's is does his first name begin with uh, a D or an F? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's a short name. It's like Dave or Dirk or Dick or. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. It's Dick. Yeah. It's Dick. Okay. Great. Um, and he is your. Let's see. I'm getting like lots of masculine energy, so I'm going to say he's your dad's dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. That's okay. true. So Dick is here. His, so is his his wife, your grandmother, is here in the physical world with us? She's yes, she is. Okay. I think that's who he was saying he was missing. So do you have a special name for her? No, no. I just call her Grandma. Oh, yeah. Grandma. Okay. Um, and he was Pop Pop or... Papa. Pat, mm-hmm. Papa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and did your... you Do you have siblings? Don't You don't have to tell me how many or... I do, yes. Okay. I have 
siblings. Okay. Um, just one? Mm-hmm. Just one. Mm-hmm. Younger, you're the oldest. I can mm-hmm. tell because you're so sassy. Um, younger sister? Yes. Younger you're sister. good at this. Okay. And um, You might be a psychic, Carrie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, okay, so you and your sister are, like, pretty similar. Like, your interests are pretty similar, but your personalities are maybe a bit different? Uh, no, I, I would say that we're pretty different on, on You're those. pretty different. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I see you both as, like, outdoorsy. Like, um, I want to say one, at least one of you plays sports. You both like to go camping, that kind of thing. Mm. She does not like camping. Okay. No. Okay. Is she the one who plays sports? She is sporty. Yeah. She mm-hmm. plays sports. Okay. And uh, and her, she uh, she doesn't have a long name either, but she has like a like a two or three syllable name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's younger than you, but not by like a lot. By like two years, three years. Yes. Okay. Well, actually, um, a bit more than that. A bit more than that. A bit more than that. Okay. Okay. Um, and her name is also in the beginning of the alphabet, A, a through M, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. That's right. Okay, good. Uh, now, when I <laughs> – this is going to sound crazy. But when I picture you, I also see the movie Casablanca. <laughs> Does that mean something to you? Oh, no, it doesn't mean anything to me, although I did live okay. in Morocco for – you lived in Morocco. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm impressed that, that doesn't tip. mean something to you then, but okay. Well, no, I never went to Casablanca. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll take, I'll take, I lived in Morocco okay. as a hit, but okay. Um, you've actually, tra- have you moved like a few times? You've traveled kind of like across the country. Mm-hmm. A few yep. times. Okay. And I know you said you lived in Arizona, so I'm not going to claim that as my discovery, but um but that made sense when you said it, because when I see you, I think of cacti. Do you really like cacti? I do. Yes. I love okay. cacti. Okay. My cool. favorite cool. Oh, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, and your sister, I really want to get her name. Uh, beginning half of the alphabet, two or three syllables. Pretty vowel heavy. I'm going to say Hannah (laughs) (laughs) or is that close? Yeah, that's it. That's That's it. Hannah. Uh Awesome. Okay. And your father's stalker, father's Dean and your mom's Elizabeth. (laughs) Oh my God. You're so good. You're so good. Yeah, I know. It's pretty impressive. You are. Are you like a person of the 21st century, like a millennial? Yeah. Can you believe it? I just feel that from you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, so this was actually like a hot reading, right? It was a combination of a hot reading and a cold reading. But it's amazing, like, how much you can find out about a person, right, just with their name. So all I had was your name. It took me maybe, I'd say, like, 20 minutes to get all this information about you. Like, yeah. that's what we have at our fingertips. So it's something to consider when someone's playing this game with you. Totally. Which actually, I think, makes a, makes a case for why you should go visit a stranger psychic. That yes, but if they have your name beforehand. Right, but they don't have to. They don't have to, but you, I mean, it's pretty easy to get, right? <laughs> Even if you just call the front desk. I'm stuck on it. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> If you, yeah, I mean, so, so be careful, like protect your name. I mean, just be, be skeptical. Try to control these things for yourself when you go. Totally. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, Rachel, Judge Hodgman's about to come out with his verdict. How do you think he's going to decide? Oh, you never know with these things. Um, I would guess probably with Anton. What makes you say that? I don't know if I made a very good case. Also, I lied a couple of times, and I think I just lost his trust. Anton, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good at this at this point. Is there any time when you're not feeling good about your chances? <laughs> Seem confident. Uh, I, I I think that uh, I think the point was was made uh, r- relatively clearly, and I I believe that. Uh, the Honorable Judge Hodgman will uh, will side with uh, with my request. We'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about it. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. So, Rachel and Anton, I am agnostic. I am fully agnostic, across the board agnostic, uh, about God, about the afterlife, about psychics, about Bigfoot, about Atlantis, right? I am 14 in the sense, like, um... I guess it's okay for you to believe in those things. I see no evidence of it, and I'm not going to live my life according to uh, any laws built around, uh, let's say, the Atlantean Constitution, for example, Um, uh, any more than I'm going to follow religious dictates just because you say someone in the sky says it so. But I also accept that there is the possibility, just as you know, many years ago, uh, people did not uh, believe in uh, the idea of unseen microscopic organisms making us sick. They didn't even know to believe or disbelieve in it. So there are things beyond our perception uh, that uh, that may exist. Uh, and so I keep an open mind. But I keep an open mind does not mean that I I weight everything equally. Uh, and, and, and in the same way that, uh, Anton makes a differentiation between storefront psychics and major world religions. So my doubts about all of these things, um, are greater in some cases than in others. Sadly, as I am not in my twenties, but in fact, I'm in my forties. The idea that there is a benevolent personality that is guiding our lives that will welcome me into a perpetual afterlife after I die has pretty much vanished from any full faith and confidence in me. I think we'll probably all rot. Sorry. And similarly, I agree with Anton um, that uh, most storefront psychics uh, and indeed psychics in general, you know, who are taking money for their predictions um, are liars and con artists. That's not to say that there isn't the one person out there who evolves into a Professor X type, and suddenly we 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 go out into a, a new world of uh, super brains, uh, or at least die at their hands. Because if a new species of humans evolved that had tele- telepathy and telekinesis, I think uh, they would act right much more mag- magneto-like than. Uh, than Professor X-like, but that's my own cynicism speaking. Uh, But I believe that uh, probably Veretta is not on the level. That's my belief. As for Rachel, what she believes, it's hard to tell. She's a proven liar. (laughs) She lies about her age. She lies about people puking on her. 
And it was the puke lie that really got into me because what I realized had happened in that puke lie was not that you were a compulsive or irrational liar, right? But rather you sensed incorrectly, but you sensed it. You sensed using your own psychic powers slash confirmation bias that I and Carrie wanted you to make great radio. Well, first of all, this is not radio. This is the internet. And second of all, we didn't want you to manufacture drama in order to make great radio. I led with that. Just be honest, right? But you did it anyway. You sensed that we were asking for you to embellish this story and you provided a disgusting embellishment that was incredibly captivating. I mean, when you go back and listen to this, and I expect you to do so five, six, seven times in the future. That's my prediction anyway. Listen to the reaction that we all gave when you said your psychic puked on you, on you and it was an otherworldly puke. That's the kind of lie. That's the kind of weird, specific detail that made that story uh, feel true. More than her saying, your friends are all going to go to Seattle. I don't care whether it's 1998 or 2008. If you're graduating from high school, a bunch of your friends are going to Seattle. It's just just true. It's just a given, right? But this idea, this feeling, this, uh, this tendency that you have, that we all have really, some more than others, to, cre- to create or complete stories that you think are being written, uh, I think really makes, uh, it makes it clear to me why psychic phenomenon as an idea has such a hold on you. In the same way Atlantis, Atlantis is a great story. It's unproven, but it's a wonderful story that has, uh, depending on the theories you read about, implications for where we come from and how we share a common ancestry. It's a great story. And it's a great story that the leprechauns might exist. I'm not really sure that that was ever a, a bona fide thing. Just as a great story that, that, we are, that we are not mortal, that we are going to... Uh, transcend into some other plane of being after we die and all of the pain and unfairness that we endure in this life, including the final and most important unfairness, the fact that we have to die is made up for, right? That's the, that's a good story. We understand one of the things that uh, Mark Adams makes clear in his great book, Meet Me in Atlantis, being published by Dutton Books at this very moment, is that one of the ways that we understand the world most uh, critically or uncritically as the case may be is through stories, right? We make up stories that make sense and we are susceptible to those stories that make sense to us in that time, right? That's how we, that's, you know, all of history used to be uh, oral used to be stories that we told to one another because it sticks, it sticks in our mind. Stories make better sense than just facts, Right. And we understand through stories. And so why I can't explain exactly how that psychic caused that car accident in Seattle that got you, you that, that boosted your faith in her, the narrative filling in uh, of her into your story and her words into your story, that's one explanation for why we are susceptible 
to psychics saying, I can see your future, I can see into your soul, and to the consoling idea that humans have that kind of power, that there is uh, such a thing as destiny, that there's such a thing as afterlife. We love that story. And it's also why we are quick to reject those things that don't fit into the story, like all the times, all the misses that she may have given you, that are far less, far less powerful in your mind and memory as your crazy false story about the psychic puking on you will last with me for the rest of my life. Okay? So I'm not, I'm not saying this to offend your disbelief or even your basic open-mindedness. But, I, but it, it was something that struck me as to knowing, knowing how, if we both agree that there are phony psychics and knowing how phony psychics work, and ha- Carrie having given you an example of how phony psychics work for profit to take advantage often of family pain in order to get money from you that they have access to the exact same search technologies that we have that whether or not you gave your real name to to Veretta in Phoenix before you came in that 2008 was soon enough ago that she could have looked at your friends on Facebook talking about going to Seattle and come up with a thing all of those things are available, if not then, then certainly that, that, that specific situation, certainly now, right? Given that you've seen this in action, you should proceed with caution. Now, I am frankly offended by Anton's description of psychics as low rent. As far as I can tell, Anton, you uh, want to have your psychic cake and eat it too. You are open to some mysteries, but not to other mysteries. Especially these gross ones that you wouldn't even park out in front of. It's a little, it's a little, I mean, I I get where you're coming from. And I appreciate that there are psychics who are predatory in, in, in damaging ways that are usually a lot less subtle than other organizations that promote access to a specific mystery in life, like religions, right? Psychics can do some real, can really rob you blind, right? Or let's say false psychics, not to offend the true psychics in the world, right? Uh, But even though I'm offended by the low rent, I should say that even you, Rachel, appreciate that saying that you go to see storefront psychics affects the way others perceive you because of their reputation, You don't want me to use your last name on this podcast because you don't want to be associated with your, with your interest in psychic phenomenon in your regular place of work. So that's another reason why you should proceed with caution around this. Now, the real question ultimately is that you're paying these people to get some effect, which you term as entertainment or life-changing advice, depending on what your audience is, whether it's a group of fellow believers or a group of lousy skeptics like us, right? And truthfully, if you're paying for whatever you want to pay for, as I say, I'm agnostic and you should do whatever you enjoy, right? I don't know whether you can afford to give money to psychics. I hope you can. I hope if you couldn't, you especially would know that Anton would intervene intervene, or you would intervene with yourself. But I think at the core of this case is whether or not Anton 
will be compelled by this court to go with you on a psychic reading and to not yell as his, and, and accuse as his ego perhaps would drive him to do and to not roll his eyes, but just simply sit there, take it in, and act as though he has the open mind that he claims to have towards mysteries. And I would say, Anton, if that's the only thing that's being asked and you want to continue to have an earthbound love relationship with this person, uh, I would say you should be interested in seeing, seeing what's going on, seeing what happens in these rooms, not just what you've read about or seen on TV, but seeing what happens in this room, see what happens specifically to Rachel, right? If only when it is all done to provide another point of view uh, that you can then present to Rachel with experience and having the first-hand knowledge and maybe even the proof of your position that someone who believes in psychics um, can never really provide. Don't be a snob about this. Rachel is someone that you care about. And she's not dumb, but it's hard to understand exactly why she's doing it, but she's not dumb. And as long as she's spending her own money, for now I see no harm in it. Remember, Anton, that you're a little bit older. She began going to see this Phoenix, Arizona psychic as a teenager. And when she was a child, of course she believes in psychics because of this. But as her understanding grows, as she gets older, as that distinction between 19 and 20 and 20 and 21 and 22 and 24 and 24 and 43, as those gulfs widen, as her, as her experience and your experience goes on, you will all begin to understand that there aren't a lot of uh, easy answers on either side that you can feel truly confident about. But I think the idea of you going and doing your due diligence as a boyfriend and seeing this without prejudice and seeing this part of her life without prejudice and then being able to talk about it afterward uh, is, is the only way forward for you guys who have such a profound and distinct point of view on, uh, on something that ultimately uh, no one can prove one way or the other. Uh, and so even though my caveat is obvious, Rachel, I don't think these psychics are good. I don't think that they are on the up and up. I think the illusion that you found the one good one is all part of the story that the psychic is telling you. Uh, and, uh, and, and I therefore encourage you to really think not just twice, but thrice or five times before giving your money away. It's your life. It's your afterlife. It's your money. If you're not impoverishing yourself, fine. I can only hope that you exorcise yourself of these feelings as time goes on. But until that time, I think that I must order Anton to go and sit in that room and know what's going on in there. And so I do so order it. One psychic reading in Washington, D.C. of Rachel's choosing Next time you're visiting her, Anton, or in Portland, Oregon, depending on who's visiting whom, you'll sit there, and I don't think you'll be surprised at what you see, but 
Uh, maybe you will. In any case, this is the sound of a gavel or a ghost rapping from beyond the grave. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. I would have expected a ghost rapping from beyond the grave to have sound different. Like it would have started. My name is Ghost and I'm here to say <laughs> really spooky in a major way. <laughs> I was expecting a ghost puking. Um, Anton, how are you feeling about this decision? I am somewhat disappointed, but I will uh, I will treat it with the the respect of a, an invitation to a church on Christmas Eve. Rachel, how are you feeling? I'm feeling shocked, Jesse. That was a real curveball. I thought I was going to come down harder on me. I feel like I've kind of have a huge window of opportunity now. But you see, Rachel, here's what I think. Every time I asked you right up front about your belief in psychic powers, you hedged, you said it was entertainment, you said it was insight, you said it was a look at another point of view. Whatever you thought when you were 18, 19 years old and you went to see Veretta for the first time, you're changing and you're growing and you're not sure. I don't get the, imp- the impression that you truly are sure in what you believe, or if you believe it, you're proud enough to say it on this without hedging it a lot. And so I think that as your belief uh, evolves, it'll be good to have uh, a third party in there uh, to provide you with a, a different point of view uh, as you as you continue to evolve your belief. And I'm not suggesting that uh, that uh, 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 Anton knows better than you, and I'm not suggesting that I know better than you. I want you to come to your own decision about what what purpose going psychics play in your life and whether or not they're true. But, uh, but you, you, you know, you're, you're searching. And I, and I think that this is a, this is an important part in your search for what's true is to have someone else in the room with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Just take the same car. (laughs) 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 We'll we'll have to walk, I guess. (laughs) Rachel, Anton, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. And thank you, Carrie, who you can find every month online at Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Thank you. Clap, 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 clap. I really love the (laughs) (laughs) self-clapping. Jesse, will you join me in a clap, clap, clap for Carrie? Oh, guys. Clap, 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 clap. Thank you so much. I was standing up. I was standing up. It's also like a clinic diagnosis. Gross. Rachel, Anton, Carrie, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. That's it for this week on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. This week's case named by Aurora Hannigan. Thank you, Aurora. If you want to name a future case like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, I'm at Jesse Thorne and John is at Hodgman. And remember, this is the absolute final last time that we will ask you to support this show this year. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to back us. And I promised these people in this bumper episode of Judge John Hodgman, a John Ronson impersonation, and here it is. Montel Williams once asked in a radio interview why he has Sylvia Brown on his show. He said she's great. She's a funny character. She's hysterical. 
Now, John Ronson would never roll his R's that way, but that's pretty good. It's worth going to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Goodbye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.